0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the lounge. How are you? So glad you're here. Pull up your seat, open your drink, and let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> so, first off, let me just say is this episode will be releasing post-Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all you guys out there. Appreciate all of you who listen, uh, and happy Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, also want to give a shout-out to as... Um, I'm recording this, it'll be a couple of days from now, but when this posts and releases, it'll be after his birthday, but a huge happy birthday to brother, friend, and co-host, Mr. Andrew, love you, brother, and happy birthday. So this is going to be a little bit of a different episode, Um, just kind of riffing off the top of my dome here I was thinking about kind of what I wanted to do as kind of like an in-between filler episode as I am currently recording and editing some other episodes that are going to be releasing over the next several weeks. I'm kind of starting a series but there'll be more on that uh, in the next couple of weeks so be on the lookout for that. So what I wanted to do with this episode um, some of you know that I will be in Argentina for the next uh, like several weeks actually, uh, on vacation. And I kind of just wanted to do like a rundown of some of the stuff that happens in Argentina and kind of like what living here for the next, like several weeks is kind of going to look like and what it's, you know, kind of some of the similarities and differences and that type of thing. So if you'll indulge me, I'm happy to sit and talk about it as, um, I, I really do enjoy kind of just sitting down in front of a microphone and talking, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to the smooth, sultry sounds of my voice. <laughs> I do want to say before I get into all the stuff about Argentina, thank you to all of you who reached out and just had uh, some really, really wonderful and uh, just great things to say about the second year anniversary episode. Really appreciate um all the feedback we got on that 2 years is quite a milestone i'm really happy that we hit that and um it was a lot of fun putting that episode together and just pulling out some of my favorite clips and uh bloopers and discussions and things like that was a lot of fun so thank you uh to everyone who listened and thank you to everyone who reached out and commented and stuff that was awesome so um without further ado let's get into it So, Argentina. Um, Some of you may be wondering, why am I currently here? Um, Well, long story short, short story long, is that my wife is from Argentina. Um, In January 2024, uh, we will be married 13 years and have known each other for a little over 14. Um, And this is where she's from. So we're visiting, or will be visiting um, in Buenos Aires and her hometown. Uh, which is in the northwestern part of Argentina. So, some of the things that I'll just kind of mention about Argentina. Time zone wise, it is one hour ahead of Eastern time zone. So, uh, if you listen to any of our previous episodes, you know, we mentioned that we're all three of us kind of based in Maryland, uh, all three born and raised there. So, Argentina is one hour ahead of Eastern time, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, And then when we fall back in the fall, they're actually two hours ahead. So it's not that really big of a difference. Um, And it's not very hard to acclimate to one hour time difference as it will be when we're down there. For travel time, it is quite a journey to get down there. (laughs) It is um, in in the time that it takes, you know, someone to go from, let's say, either Washington, D.C. or... New York City and go across the pond, as they would say, to like uh, England or even France or Germany, any kind of the Western European countries is somewhere between five and seven hours most of the time to get down to Argentina is double. (laughs) Um, Our flight path typically goes uh, because we're right near BWI, which is the Baltimore, Washington international airport. Um, we're usually going from there to either Atlanta, sometimes Miami, um, sometimes, uh, New York city in JFK airport. Uh, and then from there kind of either, which way you slice it, you know, it's, um, about another 12 hour plane ride from either one of JFK, uh, the New York airport, Atlanta, or even Miami. And, and you'd wonder why that is because of geography and how far apart those cities are. But it basically has to do with having the flight path being out across uh, the Atlantic Ocean and having to go way, way south. Buenos Aires is pretty far down <laughs> the, uh, the hemisphere. I do not mind kind of doing the whole airport thing. And I, I don't know, there's something about being in the airport that for me, I I never really get that flustered. Now, it's a little bit different if, you know, if you're sitting in the airport and, you know, you get shit tons of people in front of you and you're running behind, that's a whole nother thing. But as far as like getting to the airport and doing security and all of that stuff, like, I don't know, I'm fine with all that. I don't mind sitting at the gate and that, I don't know. I do okay on the airplane. I'm, I'm not, one who really sleeps on airplanes unfortunately so a 12-hour plane ride kind of kills me (laughs) sometimes Um, but thankfully like we are going to be using Delta and they usually have usually have pretty good entertainment on board movies and a couple like kind of goofy games or you know just some other shit on board but I'll also have you know all of my stuff with me laptop and, and games and things so I think I'll do okay. Um, My kids are experienced travelers as um, we were doing the math on this the other day. And I do not say this to gloat. I just, I I say this as, um, you know, we've just been lucky enough. And my kids have had the opportunity uh, to travel a little bit where um, this will be my son's eighth trip to Argentina and it'll be my daughter's uh, fourth trip. And they are eight and are about to be eight and two respectfully. Um, they're experienced travelers. They actually travel pretty well. They sleep on the plane. No problem. Um, they, they do fine. And I'm thankful for that (laughs) as it can be stressful traveling with children, but, uh, give my son a couple of cookies and some earphones and a fully charged iPad with a shit ton of Netflix uh, stuff downloaded, he's good to go. So it is currently winter in Argentina because uh, the seasons are flipped. Um, but winter is, as, as I've been saying to everyone, uh, is just kind of relative. The, the temperature as it is currently, as I'm recording this, is 65 degrees down there. Um, or about 15 to 16 degrees uh, Celsius. It's not too bad, and that's winter. Uh, The summers can get kind of warm, um, about 100 to 105, sometimes 110, because parts of Argentina are much closer to the equator, so it's just a little bit warmer. So, yeah, it's not bad. Once we get to Buenos Aires, we are going to be kind of staying in an apartment right in the city. Now, a little bit about Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires is um, the 15th largest city in the world. It's almost as big as New York City, like all of the five boroughs, you know. Um, It's a huge-ass city. Like, it's huge. And I have an anecdote about Buenos Aires in a little bit that I'll get to. Um, But what's really great And what I I think is kind of neat about kind of the big city life, and I I emphasize big city. Like, living in Maryland, I'm half an hour from Washington, D.C., I'm about the same distance from Baltimore. Like, while they are technically cities, they aren't these huge, you know, metropolis-type cities, like... you know, New York city or in LA or even Chicago or Atlanta, like these huge ass cities, right? Like DC technically has its own Metro and Baltimore has a Metro rail, but it's, you know, it's not really the same, but DC does have its own, uh, Metro system, but that's more for tourists and getting around to museums and that type of thing. Um, yeah, Argentina is freaking huge. It like, washington dc is an autonomous city like it kind of runs and governs itself and it's its own province kind of like uh baltimore has baltimore's uh city and then there's baltimore county um so buenos aires is huge but what i love about it and, and and the times that we've been down there previously what i think is really fun is that look I love driving in my car as much as the next person. Windows down, volume up, listening to some tunes or podcasts or anything like that. But there is convenience of the big city life in that everything is like within a five minute walk. (laughs) Like I I don't know. For me, I find that convenient. I don't know if anyone else lives in a big city out there or finds those things convenient. But just for example, within a, a single city block... Of where we're going to be staying there is uh, we looked at the map earlier there's like five restaurants a bunch of them uh, like two or three of them are breakfast things another one is like a dinner and lunch place and another one like specializes in desserts and if you know your boy you know I love me some desserts there's uh, two separate Starbucks there is um, like a mall Uh, like an urban mall to kind of walk around. That's like a five-story mall with a bunch of stores and and things, like a a library, kind of like the Argentinian version of a Barnes and Noble. Um, There's also... something that my wife and I are looking forward to is kind of, there's this little children's cafe thing where uh, in the back is like this play area and they have someone there that's kind of watching and supervising and helping the kids. And then in the front part is like a a cafe slash kind of restaurant deal where you can order food and you pay um, like by the half hour uh, for your kids to go play with someone else. (laughs) So wind the kids up, and let them run amok (laughs) and then uh, just get to sit and enjoy some food. So I'm looking forward to that. And we'll also be staying close to my wife's sister's place. So, um, you know, we got family close by. Um, Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. There's something about being able to be close to things and not have to spend... 15, 20 minutes, half an hour or an hour in some cases, you know, to, to go to things. Um, you know, if you want to go to specific restaurants or like a casino or something like that, yeah, you probably get in an Uber or a taxi or something like that and go there, but to have things so close by, uh, and there's also a grocery store too. So we'll have all of our needs attended to, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So my anecdote about Buenos Aires, Um, back in 2014, um, my wife and I, this was before we had kids, um, actually were in Buenos Aires for what was the World Cup final of Argentina versus Germany uh, in that year's World Cup. And we were at um, her brother's apartment, and it was a bunch of family there. Now, I mentioned earlier, Buenos Aires is the 15th largest city in the world, just under New York City. And I kid you not, this was the most surreal experience I've ever had for a sporting event and just kind of in life. This was crazy to me. For the two and a half, three hours that the World Cup final was on television, the entire city of Buenos Aires shut down like shut down there wasn't a bus a taxi uh, a bike a subway restaurants weren't open like everybody sat in their apartments houses um, bars or whatever like everything just closed down to watch this game and it, it was insane to me like imagine everything stopping in New York City. You don't see a taxi, you don't see uh people walking in Times Square, you don't see anybody out uh at Rockefeller Center, uh nobody, you know, at the Lego store off Times Square, you don't see anybody climbing the rock or whatever, um, you know, whatever else, you know, going to the Statue of Liberty. No, imagine all of New York City shutting down and everybody inside for like three hours. It was insane. The only time you saw people was at halftime during that game, and people were just running out and getting like more beer or some kind of food or whatever. Um, it, it was insane. And then after the game, uh, if you don't know, Argentina lost. Um, that world cup back in 2014, uh, and then there were like riots in the street. People were, you know, just going crazy after the game. Like it was nuts and it was super, super loud here. Um, but anyway, that's my anecdote on Buenos Aires, um, I just mentioned food. Some of you may be wondering like what type of foods and stuff that uh, we'll be eating in Argentina. Argentina is the number one importer and exporter of beef in the entire world. And it is phenomenal. You will never have a better steak in your life. I swear to God, it is the best. Um, Why is it the best? Well, that is mostly attributed to the fact that there's not, like, an FDA here that's, like, pumping all of the cattle full of, like, drugs and hormones and all that shit. Like, all cattle here, really, like, all farm animals, chickens, all that shit, like, all of them are just naturally fed. And, and what I have found in, in all of the trips that I've been here is that it doesn't just affect the meat it affects all the dairy too, especially when you think of a cow. Like it affects the the all the dairy, the the milk, the cheese, even their ice cream. I find all of their ice cream, even like the quote unquote shitty brands, are better than most American. Like it, like fuck Breyers. That's all I'll say. <laughs> like it, or. Um, Any of the other, like, big, like, Turkey Hill, any of that stuff in in the States, like, the Argentinian ice cream is to die for. It is much more creamy. It's much more flavorful. Um, One of the, like, big toppings here in Argentina is called dulce de leche, which is just translated into English means the sweet of milk. It's basically, like, their peanut butter, but it's more of, like, a caramel consistency or caramel, however people want to pronounce it, Um, and they just add it into everything. Throw it on some brownies, throw it on some bread, throw it into whatever you want. The dulce de leche is amazing. Um, The main, like, kind of cut of beef is called asado, and you basically just, most people, you basically just cook it outside in, like, a brick oven. Most houses here kind of have, like, a brick, like, smokestack. Um, you cook it outside. All you do is add salt on both sides and you cook it for like 15 minutes a side. And it is, mwah, it is amazing. It's so good. Um, for breakfast, most of the time, we're going to be eating what's called a media luna, which just translates into a half moon. It's basically just a croissant that's in the shape of like a C or a half moon. Um, and they put like a little sweet kind of clear sugary glaze on the top and it is amazing heated up just a little bit oh my gosh it's so good um they also have for breakfast kind of what they or snack as well what they call factoras um, which is basically like Most of your pastries that have, like, jelly or the dulce de leche that I mentioned or some kind of, like, sweet cream and that kind of a thing, um, they're usually very sweet. A lot of them have different kind of fruit. So, like, strawberries, sometimes, like, apple or peach, that kind of thing. They are to die for. They're so good. Um, Have I mentioned the meat? I'll go back to the meat. It's just so good. It is so good. Anyway, as far as, like how much things cost here. This is, this is one of the things that just baffles my brain. I'm still racking my head around some of this stuff. Um, to put, just to put this in the context, right? my wife came to the States in 2009. And at the time, the Argentine peso to dollar ratio was two to one. So two pesos equals one dollar now the exchange rate by the time we get down there is going to be close to 500 pesos to one dollar so immediately what that means is that our u.s dollars gain significant value and it's one of the things like you have to like train your brain to kind of do quick math because you'll walk into starbucks and you'll see like you know Order your favorite drink, which, by the way, Starbucks here, they don't have talls. The smallest size you can get is grande and venti. Uh, You have grande and then venti. Um, So let's say you order like a grande latte and you see uh, 1,500, right? Well, you got to divide that by 500 and it comes out to about three U.S. dollars (laughs) for a grande latte which is just insane. You can't get that in the States. Like what is a grande latte at Starbucks in the States? Like at least five bucks, maybe six, it's almost twice as much. Right. And that's just one example, but like it, it's everywhere. Um, we went to, uh, last time we were down there, we went to a really, really nice restaurant, like maybe not quite like a Roos Chris steakhouse, but like, better than like more fancy than like a Outback Steakhouse and like somewhere in between Outback and Roos Chris. (laughs) I don't know if there's an actual restaurant like that in the States, but trying my best to kind of paint a good picture here. And it was my wife and I and our son. We didn't have my daughter at the time. Um, my sister-in-law, her husband, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend. And, um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. So eight adults, two kids, everybody got a drink. The, The adults all got an alcoholic drink. We, uh, we all got appetizers and we all got an entree. And then some of us got dessert. Okay. Think of again, like how much would that cost? Let's say at like a Texas roadhouse or, um, an Outback Steakhouse, right? You're looking at 150 bucks, maybe, maybe more depending on the drinks and like what entrees everybody gets. Our total bill for this was $43. (laughs) Now, granted, this was like three years ago. So now it'll probably be like maybe closer to 60 US dollars. But still, my point stands in that it's about half, (laughs) maybe even less than that. But... It's, it's just insane to me how inexpensive things are and how much value the U.S. dollar has here. Like, it's it's just insane. Um, I wish that I could pay the prices that I, I will be paying down there for uh, drinks or food or um, that type of stuff. Now, here, though, some of the things that you will pay significantly more money for, fucking toys. Like, toys. Like, Legos here are unbelievable godly fucking expensive and it blows my mind like toys like if i wanted to buy my son something here oh my god the cheapest thing that we could find would maybe be like 30 40 us dollars and i'm just sorry i love my son i'm not shelling out that type of money though (laughs) um and the other thing here too is clothes are just ungodly expensive they are stupid expensive just for shoes for shirts pants like Everybody here wears Levi jeans, but they're just ungodly expensive. It's like 50 to 60 US dollars, sometimes even more, just for like a plain Jane pair of jeans. Like, it's insane. So anytime that my wife's family visits us in the States, they certainly they certainly load up on, like, clothes. Like, we always go out to, like, the outlets and things like that. And my wife's a pretty good deal hunter. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, so, yeah, that is kind of um, Argentina in a nutshell. This is uh, just a shorter episode overall. Just kind of wanted to, I'm just, like I said, I'm just kind of spitballing here off the top of the dome. Um, this is really more or less just just to kind of give me a breather from doing uh, the recordings and editing for the upcoming series of uh, episodes. So, on that note, I guess I'll just kind of, pop the seal on what that's going to be. It's not anything too fancy, but I was thinking of something something that I kind of just wanted to do, uh, like, over the summer, and I'm sorry, I don't have a good name for it. It's, like, the cheesiest, stupidest name ever, but I'm calling it John's Summer of Love, and what I'm basically doing, I am taking games that I genuinely love and have played over and over again, and I want to just kind of do a semi deep dive maybe a medium dive like in the shallow end of the pool <laughs> um into like why i love them maybe it's the story music combat um just anything within the game now I really want to specify, though, that, like, these aren't going to be, like, anything from my Mount Rushmore of games. Like, it's just games that I genuinely enjoy and go back to a bunch of times, or uh, and maybe played only once or twice, but really, really enjoyed my time with them. So, and I just, you know, I was trying to think of something that uh, I wanted to do and just sit down and kind of talk about. So um, I have a couple recorded and I'm going to be recording more. So the release schedule is still going to be the same. It's still going to be Tuesdays um, and every other one. Um, so we're still doing bi uh, biweekly. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And um, if there is a game that you love, be sure to, to talk with us in Discord. Uh, we got a couple, we got more than a couple, actually like a few different chat channels. Let us know what you're drinking, what you're playing, all that good stuff. Like love hearing from all of you and, and seeing any pictures or, you know, uh, Caleb and Shiner always posting their rocket league videos and that type of shit. Like, man, I, I just love seeing it, love interacting with everybody. So I'm trying my best to be as active as I can while I'm, going to be down uh in Argentina um for the next several weeks so um yeah so I appreciate you guys thank you guys so much for listening to this one um so two weeks from now um or two weeks after you're listening this episode will be the first one in John's summer of love I don't know what the hell that sound effect was Maybe I'll fix that in post. Maybe I won't. We'll see. (laughs) I'm a few beers in at this point. So anyway, love you guys. Appreciate you and catch you on the next episode. See ya.